0: New, stricter public health regulations kicked off on Tuesday, and those who fail to wear a mask at eight kinds of public spaces now face fines of up to 15-thousand NT dollars. In addition, with a few exceptions, all arrivals to Taiwan, including Taiwan nationals, will have to present documentary proof of a negative PCR COVID test to be allowed in. The Central Epidemic Command Center says airlines are within their rights to refuse boarding uh, for passengers who fail to provide proof of this test.
1: On Tuesday morning, Dongmin Market opened to hordes of shoppers. It's December 1st, the first day of the government's new winter public health regulations. Face masks are compulsory at eight kinds of public spaces. But walk around the market and you'll find some vendor's son's mask. It's only after the camera focuses on them that they put it on.
2: If you are planning to go indoors or be in proximity with strangers, you should wear a mask to protect yourself.
1: There's also new rules at Taiwan's borders. A traveler shows a medical report. This sheet of paper is practically an entry permit to Taiwan. She says it costs her $4,000 NT. The new rules require arrivals to provide a negative PCR COVID test to enter Taiwan's borders. The only exceptions are for emergency visits such as funerals, for people who are unable to get a test in their country of departure, and for certain cases approved by the CECC.
2: Taiwanese nationals who don't meet the aforementioned criteria, but who have problems acquiring a test, these travellers must provide valid reasons in their statements. After entering Taiwan, they'll still have to pay for a test.
1: Travellers without proof of a negative test must present a statement at the border. Showing up with an invalid statement can incur a fine. Airlines may also deny boarding.
2: In this case, the passenger must abide by the public health rules laid out by the airline. If the contract between the airline and the passenger is subject to other regulations, of course those will have to be respected.
1: The government hopes the stricter winter regulations will keep the coronavirus out of Taiwan.
0: After a hiatus of one and a half months, the government's free flu inoculation program resumed on Tuesday for people aged 50 to 60. Flu vaccines have been a hot commodity this year amid COVID concerns. And the Centers for Disease Control says 95 percent of the government's publicly funded vaccines are already depleted. The CDC says there's enough to last until mid-December. After then, people looking to get a vaccine will have to pay out of pocket.
2: People are queuing here first thing in the morning not just to see a doctor but also to get a flu shot. The central government on Tuesday resumed its free inoculation program for people aged
3: 50 to 64.
1: Recently many people called in to ask about it, inquiring about the vaccines for people in their 50s. I say if you have the time and it's convenient for you, come and get vaccinated as soon as you can. Getting the shot can offer you protection.
2: The doctor says more people are inquiring about flu shots. This year COVID-19 concerns prompted many people to get vaccinated, resulting in long queues at hospitals and community centres. Because of this, the central government suspended its free vaccination program for people aged 50 to 64 on October 17th. One month and a half later, publicly funded vaccines are once again available for people in this age group.
1: When it came before, I was told people under 65 couldn't get a vaccine. I saw the news last night, so I thought I might as well come soon and get vaccinated and get some peace of mind. Before, I thought there would be plenty of vaccines, so I took it easy. Who knew they'd all be gone after just a few days? So you have to seize the opportunity every time.
2: So far, 5.7 million vaccines have been administered. That means 95% of reserves have been depleted, leaving only 340,000 free vaccines. A physician says it's unlikely another vaccine frenzy will take over.
1: Those who wanted vaccines already got their shots in the first wave of vaccinations. After the hiatus for people aged 50 to 65, there may be no more government-funded vaccines to give out, so they may have to pay out of pocket. In this age group, most of those who wanted to get vaccinated already did so. The
2: CDC says there are just over 200,000 publicly funded vaccines left, not including those reserved for students and children. That's enough to last until mid-December. The government advises people to get their shots if they can.
0: Well, flu season is well underway, and amid the COVID 19 pandemic, there are new health challenges. How can children best protect themselves? Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang asked Western medicine and Chinese medicine doctors to share tips on how children can stay healthy and boost immunity this winter season.
4: Dr. Zhu Shiming advises children to get a flu shot, especially this year. During the season, uh, we
3: have some uh, suggestions to the parents, mostly like uh, most uh, important, uh, the children uh, might to get a flu shot, especially during the, the pandemic uh, area, uh, region of the flu. And uh, the second, uh, the, the adequate nutrition and uh, the adequate sleep and the, uh, adequate exercise.
4: Dr. Chu says a balanced diet, adequate sleep and regular exercise are basic habits that can improve immunity when thoroughly implemented. To maintain a balanced diet, he recommends cutting down on fast food. Too much fast food can lead to insufficient nutrient intake. That can lead to malnutrition and obesity weakening the immune system.
3: Food diversity is very good, It's very important. I, I, different time of uh, different kinds of food usually a different kind of uh, the food uh, the spectrum usually that's good for the the health promotion not only for some hamburg or the, some some drink Our children they do not have adequate uh, supply like the vitamin D or they do not have uh, adequate vit- the ion supplementation so we have to, uh, to to change our food spectrum."
4: Dr. Ko Lee says many children resist taking medicines to fight disease, as strong coughs and vomiting can make it difficult to swallow. In these cases, he suggests taking herbal baths. The bath can help the children sweat and dissipate heat. It is generally recommended that children under six years of age take full-body baths because of their small size. Children over six can take foot baths or partial wet compresses. The temperature of the baths is generally recommended to be between 37 and 40 degrees Celsius, depending on the season. That's 37 degrees in summer and 40 in winter. Dr. Kuo suggests about one to two baths per day to treat disease, and about one bath a week for preventive purposes. The capillaries on the skin's surface expand with a warm bath, so he says parents should make sure room temperature is maintained at about 26 degrees to avoid catching a cold. Uh,
3: the uh, hot bathing. Or uh, using some herbal medicine uh, to to make the uh, children uh, prevent from disease. Or uh, because it can dilate the uh, blood vessel and uh, help the children to release uh, their uh, heat. And uh, they have two lines of greater valency.
4: In addition to baths. Dr. Ko recommends acupoint massages on the upper back to help reduce coughing and fever.
3: Parallel to the vertebra, we have greater melatine. And the, the melatine can, uh, from the upper part of the breeder melatine uh, in upper back, we can uh, massage it to release the cough.
4: The doctors remind parents that if their children have symptoms such as severe fever, heat cramps, or unconsciousness, they should seek medical attention as soon as possible. Children should also continue to wear face masks, wash their hands, and avoid visiting crowded places. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Wang Yishun in New Taipei City.
0: Well, strong northeasterlies have sent temperatures plummeting island-wide, making heaters a much-sought-after commodity. An online retailer says several products are proving to be especially popular. One is a multifunction hangable heater that can be used to keep you warm after a hot shower or to try clothes in a snap on a rainy day. Buyers are also inquiring for a heater with a hose that pumps hot air under your bed covers to keep them cozy and warm. Let's take a look.
1: Turn the knob and feel the heater start blowing warm air. This water-resistant contraption can be hung in the bathroom to keep you warm after hopping out of the shower.
2: For example, now that winter is upon us, when my kids come out of the shower, they say, it's so cold, it's so cold. Hang this up and then you won't have to face the chill when you step
1: out. On rainy days, trousers and socks can get soaking wet. You can also set up this contraption at your desk to dry your clothes at work. This other gadget is marketed as a godsend for mothers. Pull up the hose and stick the end under the duvet. In just five minutes, the bed is warm and toasty.
2: Now that it's winter, it's been raining a lot recently, making duvets feel damp. If you use this, they get puffy and feel lighter. Products that keep things warm in the winter have been selling really well recently. In just seven days after we put the hanging heat of the sale, we sold 1,000 units. They're almost sold out.
1: The Central Weather Bureau says the chilly and wet weather will continue until Friday, meaning heaters will remain a hot commodity this week.
0: The U.K. representative to Taiwan, Catherine Nettleton, is soon to leave her post. On Tuesday, she went to the presidential office to personally bid farewell to President Tsai Ing-wen. At the meeting, President Tsai thanked Nettleton for her close cooperation and interactions over the past few years. She also voiced hope that the U.K. will continue to promote Taiwan and help it attend international summits in the future. Let's hear what she said.
2: Representative Nettleton is soon leaving office. Today is her last visit. I really can't bear to say goodbye. On behalf of Taiwan's people and government, I would hereby like to thank Representative Nettleton for her contribution in promoting Taiwan-UK relations. Taiwan has already become the UK's seventh largest trading partner. Last month we held a Taiwan-UK trade dialogue. In the future we will continue to forge even stronger trade and investment relations. This year Taiwan and the UK also work closer together to fight the pandemic. We would also like to thank the UK for supporting Taiwan's successful bid to participate in Gavi's Global Vaccine Summit in June. We look forward to working together to overcome the challenges of the post-pandemic era.
0: Tsai also said that thanks to Nettleton's help, Taiwan and the UK were able to develop wind power in Taiwan, establ- establishing Taiwan's first wind energy training center. During the four, first four years of her tenure, Nettleton threw herself into Taiwanese life, with activities such as cycling around the island and climbing Yushan. President Tsai said uh, Taiwan would always welcome Nettleton back as a good friend of Taiwan. CPC Corporation's first shipment of oil extracted in the African country of Chad is finally in Taiwan. After two months crossing the globe, the shipment of 950-thousand barrels of low-sulfur crude oil reached Kaohsiung Harbor on Tuesday. State-owned refiner CPC held an event at the port to celebrate its arrival.
2: they turn the valve to celebrate 14 years of hard work. The first shipment of crude oil extracted in Chad by Taiwan's CPC Corporation is finally in Taiwan. The oil was pumped into the Darlin refinery on Tuesday.
1: We started from scratch, independently prospecting and excavating. We acquired specialised expertise in oil storage and management. We plan to take this kind of valuable and hard-won experience and replicate it in other oil fields overseas.
2: CPC first signed an agreement with Chad to prospect for oil in the country in 2006, but it wasn't until 2011 that oil reserves with economic value were found. After a bout of local wars and epidemics, CPC finally obtained a production license in 2017. It officially started drilling in February this year. The oil field has a maximum daily production of 9,600 barrels of oil but usually produces 5,500 barrels of oil a day. The first shipment of oil from Chad was delivered to Taiwan's Kaohsiung port after making stops in Cameroon and Malaysia in a journey that took two months. Altogether the shipment comprised 950,000 barrels amounting to 150,000 tonnes of oil. C.P. says getting the oil was not easy.
1: There was a rebel attack, so we immediately hired locals who saw they could defend our property. Today we've transported 950,000 barrels over. It's a treasure we must cherish. Although it's not a lot, seeing it arrive here is precious.
2: Taiwan's CPC and China's CEFC China Energy both hold 35% stakes in the Chad oil field with the Chad government holding the remaining 30%. Amid concerns over CPC's future in the project, the oil refiner said it had chosen to sell its stake to the Chinese company to diversify risk.
3: In 2016,
1: when we transferred some of our rights and interests to a private Chinese enterprise, we hadn't yet obtained a permit for development and production from Chad. We made the decision in consideration of the high risks of the project.
2: CPC also pointed out that the oil from Chad has low sulphur levels, making it a good fit for Taiwan's environmental regulations. It says that Taiwan unable to obtain the oil from Chad, CPC will still import low sulphur oil from West Africa. The refiner said that its strategy for the future would remain flexible, to adapt to Taiwan's needs and international oil prices.
0: The Taiwan-Japan Exchange Association has unveiled a new official logo to better reflect the close friendship between Taiwan and Japan. The logo features the letters J uh, for Japan and T for Taiwan, linked up to look like the Chinese character for person. And it's not just a logo, the de facto Japanese embassy has also designed a set of visuals, animations and motifs to use in future cooperative projects. Independent lawmaker Freddie Lim, who frequently attends events in Japan, voiced praise for the designs. Let's hear from him.
2: They are really cute. They show people from all walks of life, with different gender identities. I think our Japanese friends really have an eye for detail. I believe that since the Tohoku earthquake, both Taiwan and Japan have been thinking about how to deepen relations and make our friendship even stronger. As countries around the world raise their guard against China, Taiwan and Japan can be said to be relying on each other. Amid China's threats to Taiwan, Japan's warming interactions with us are a confidence boost for the Taiwanese people.
0: Taiwan was one of the largest aid contributors to Japan after the 2011 Tohoku earthquake and tsunami, donating more than 25 million yen. In a social media post announcing the new logo, the Taiwan-Japan Exchange Association once again thanked the people of Taiwan for their help after the disaster. The Elon County government has splashed out on 30,000 safety alarms for the county's children, distributed by schools. The alarms make a loud beeping noise when activated. The county hopes it will keep um, it will help keep children safe in public places.
3: Pull the tab and the alarm lets out a loud noise. The Elan County government has bought tens of thousands in an effort to protect elementary and junior high students in the county. Parents also hope it will bring them peace of mind.
1: If you're in a remote place or like in a night market toilet, there aren't many people around. If it goes Nina, Nina, then lots of people will come to the toilet and look. I think it's a good thing. <laughs> Sometimes when it's dark out, I'm scared I'll meet a bad stranger. But if I have the alarm, then I can pull it when I meet a bad stranger. It will bring me peace of mind. If my child gets in danger, people will realize, oh, something's going on here.
3: The county has spent 5 million NT on 30,000 alarms for children to keep on the straps of their school bags. Teachers have also taught children the motto, scream, pull, run. If they're in danger, scream first, pull the alarm tab, then run to find an adult who could help.
1: These safety alarms can be worn by children, and if they encounter danger, they can scream, pull, and run. That's what our education department is teaching. We have about 31,000 students. National and private schools are under the jurisdiction of the central government, so we will suggest to the central government that they might also allocate some funds for this.
3: Now you know, if you hear that alarm go off anytime, anywhere, make sure to pay attention and look out for a child needing
2: help.
0: The citrus longhorn beetle, with its distinctive white spots, has long been a bane of Taiwan's fruit farmers, causing crop losses as high as 100 million NT dollars each year. Getting rid of the pests usually calls for pesticides, which contaminate soil, turf and the fruits themselves. But after five years of research, the Council of Agriculture has found an alternative way to crack down on the beetles, killing them with air. Let's see how it works
2: small clumps of wood shavings are discharged from a hole in this fruit tree. It's evidence of a citrus longhorn beetle that's gnawing away inside the tree. The black and white beetle is one of Taiwan's most despised pests and it has a special liking for citrus trees.
4: Taiwan has more than 25,000 hectares of citrus trees with an annual output value of about 14.3 billion NT. The damage caused by this citrus longhorn beetle has created losses exceeding one hundred million NT
2: long-suffering farmers have come up with all sorts of ways to wipe out the bug many use chemical pesticides others wrap tree trunks with netting to block incoming insects or stick iron wires into holes to kill beetle larva. these methods have a limited effectiveness
4: the problem involved with it being in a tree trunk is that it's like a maze in there it's very difficult to reach them in there either with pesticides or or a hook.
2: After five years of effort, the Taidung District Agricultural Research and Extension Station has developed a high-pressure perfusion extermination method. Using a jet gun, a farmer injects compressed air into the holes of the tree, forcing the larvae out of the tree or crushing them to death.
4: The entire setup costs only 15,000 NT or so, but its impact on the industry will be enormous.
2: The Taidong Research Station says cost ranges between 15000 to $20,000 depending on the size of the farmer's operation. The jet gun can be used in orchards as well as economic forests. Compared with the traditional means of dealing with this insect, this equipment is much more effective, easier to operate, pesticide free and kinder to the environment. Researchers hope it will change the way farmers deal with their age old nemesis.